You're listening to episode 65 of the Vine Podcast. Do you have a vision for your blog for the next year, the next five years, or even the next 10 years? For a lot of online business owners, we can get so caught up in the day-to-day work that we often forget to look towards the future and see where we're going. In today's episode, we'll talk about how to create a vision for your blog so that you can be more intentional with the tasks that you're doing every single day to grow your blog. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine Podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends, to another episode, and I hope that you enjoyed that new introduction. I was feeling very inspired over the break to just kind of revive that introduction. It's been almost a year and a half since I recorded it, and I just felt like I had new direction and just a new sense of really where this podcast is going and what I show up every week to share with you guys and just the why behind it. And so I felt really inspired to re-record that introduction and just felt like the right time with it being a brand new year. And this is actually the first episode that I'm recording in 2021. I got a little bit ahead with the last couple of episodes that we had. So it just felt like the right time to revive that and just give it some new life. So I hope that you enjoyed it and I would love to hear what your thoughts are. So if you are brand new to the podcast, I'm so excited that you found it from maybe a friend shared it with you or you found it on Instagram. However you found the Vine podcast, I'm just so excited that you are here. And I think this is really the perfect episode to kick off just a new season, a new year, and just get ready for all that 2021 has for your blog. Now, as the introduction said, my name is Madison Wetherill and I am a web designer for food bloggers. And to be honest, I am just so excited and expectant for what this year has in store for you as a blogger, for me as a web designer. There are just so many exciting things that are going to be coming up this year, and I just can't wait to see what this year holds. And as I spent really the last two weeks of 2020 reflecting and just planning for my business for the new year, I really started to realize that so many of us get caught in the trap of maybe doing a little bit of reflecting, but never really taking that next step, which is to take that reflection and turn it into something that is actionable for making change the next year. And so in today's episode, I really just wanted to talk about how you can set a vision for your blog. And that can be a vision for this year, a five-year vision, a 10-year vision. It can really be as long as you want it to be. This is really something that changes often. And I think it's something that we have to come back to and review, but I have not done this a ton in my last five years, almost six years now of running my own business. I have gotten so caught up in the work that I have to do, whether that's for my blog or for my design business, that I forget to stop and just think back on how the last year went. And again, it's really important to look back and see how the last year went, but it's equally, if not more important, to look forward and see what you want next year to be and how you want it to be different. And so I just really wanted to start 
sort of this new season of the podcast off with this topic of creating a vision for your blog. And so like I said, just reflecting at the end of the year can really lead to starting to make a plan for the new year. And I know for me, if I'm not careful, I can jump right back into work without making this plan for the new year. I would spend so much time reflecting on my business from the last year, looking at things like my numbers, my income, my page views, and how I felt about it, which are all great things to review. But I would rarely take the time to figure out my action plan to change those results. Whatever changes I wanted to make, I would kind of think of them and then I would get distracted with my work again and forget to ever make a plan. Sometimes I would just set a very arbitrary goal, like I want to double my income next year or double my page views, but without a plan for that goal, I would just forget about it a month later. So creating a vision for your blog is really a multifaceted process, but it is so essential to making sure that you have direction and you can stay on track and stay focused. This is going to help you not get caught up or overwhelmed with every new tactic that comes out for growing your blog or every new social media platform that you hear about. Really knowing where you're going is going to help you focus on what is essential and just stay focused on your plan for your blog. So in today's episode, we're going to talk all about that. I'm going to give you a lot of questions to think about and to ponder, and I would really recommend that you set aside some time within your CEO time that you work on this set of questions and just really think through it. And if you are not familiar with what this concept of CEO time is, I would really recommend going back to episode 59, where you can learn more about what CEO time is and why it is so crucial to really prioritizing the working on your business and not working in your business. So let's jump into these steps for how you can really create a vision and how you can turn that vision into specific action steps and goals that you can follow through with. So the very first step is really to know where your blog is right now and to know where you are going. So you really want to start with where is your blog at right now? And if you haven't done a review for your blog in a while, you can go back and check out episode 60 where I talk about how to do an end of year review. But this is really something that you can do anytime. It really can be done at the end of a month, at the end of a quarter, in the middle of a month. It doesn't really matter, but it is just kind of a process that you can follow to see where things are now so that you can start to analyze those results that you've already gotten for your blog and figure out what you want to change. And then I want you to spend some time thinking about what do you want your blog to do for you? And the first thing that really comes up when you start thinking about this is whether this blog is a hobby or a business. And I want to just say that if it's a hobby for you, if this is not your full-time job, if it is just something that you do for fun, that is 100% okay, but it is really going to affect the decisions that you will make for your blog. And so it's good to just recognize that and just own that. If it's a hobby right now, that is totally okay. If it's always going to be a hobby, that's okay too. Just kind of saying that out loud and accepting that will help you to keep perspective when you start to make these decisions and make goals for your blog because your goals are going to look very different than somebody who is running a business and this is their livelihood. So that's the second part is, is this a business? And when you think about either way, whether it's a hobby or a business, what do you want your blog to do for you? Is your end goal really to just help more people? Is it to help your readers with a specific struggle that they have? And really you just want to help more people. Is it to help your family financially? It could be both of these things, but just writing down what those end goals are and really the why behind what you are doing is going to be so helpful when you start to make really strategic decisions about your 
your blog and the direction that you want to go. I want you to think about what kind of opportunities you want your blog to create for you. Your blog can really be a stepping stone to so many things and so many experiences and opportunities. And so it's really good to just think about and dream about what you would want your blog to do for you. Do you want to be on TV? Maybe you want a cooking show. Maybe you want to write a cookbook or have a physical product line of things like food products like spices or maybe it's pots and pans and and that type of products. Maybe you want to have as many number one search results on Google as you can. Maybe you just want your blog to allow you to have flexibility to set your own schedule and be with your family. Knowing what you want your blog to do for you is going to make those intentional decisions a lot easier along the way and it's really just going to give you something to weigh every decision against. The next question that I like to think about is do you need your blog to contribute financially to your family? And if you do, what is the specific amount that you need it to contribute? Maybe you are the sole breadwinner of your family and you know what you need to pay your bills. Maybe you are not the sole breadwinner, but you really want to have a certain amount coming in every month so that you can have extra things or you can save for retirement or save for a house. And if you're using your blog income for something that isn't necessary, but it's still something that you want to work towards in your lifestyle, then figure out what that exact number is that you need your blog to generate. And I want to clarify too that this is the amount of money that you want to come into your personal bank account. It's not just the amount of money that you want your blog to make because those two things can be very, very different. But you really want to have an understanding of I need to bring in $2,000 a month from my blog to my family so that you can really start wrapping your head around how much then you need to be bringing in to your business in order to pay yourself that $2,000. The next big question you're going to think about is what is the end goal for your blog? So sometimes your blog is the final destination, but sometimes your blog is the stepping stone to lead to something bigger. And so I really want you to spend some time thinking about this. If you looked back and we were 10 years in the future and you looked back and you had your blog and creating content and that was all you had, is that what you want? Again, there's no right or wrong answers to any of these questions. You just want to look inward and figure out what your goals are and what your priorities are. Maybe you look forward 10 years or you imagine looking back from the last 10 years and you realize that your blog was a huge doorway to getting you to something even bigger. Now, I didn't really start thinking about it this way until a few months ago. I had a conversation with O'Malley Lucas, who was one of my summit speakers. And she helped me to realize that really my blog was my stepping stone for this business that I am running now. Because without my blog, I would not have started designing websites and I wouldn't have the connections that I have in this industry. And I certainly wouldn't have this podcast if it weren't for my blog. I think really the amount of knowledge I have about the food blogging industry, I wouldn't have had that amount of insight and expertise if I hadn't been a food blogger first. And so really, That was my stepping stone, but I didn't know that at the time. So you might not always know what that end goal is going to be, but I think if you really spend the time to sit and think about, imagine yourself doing what you're doing right now in 10 years, and would that be enough for you? Again, if it is, that is awesome, and that is going to help you make decisions. And if it's not, I want you to really think about what it is that would be worth it for you. I want you to think about whether running your blog and doing things like creating content and likely making your money through traditional senses like advertising and affiliate marketing and sponsorships is the ultimate goal for your website or if you want it to lead to other things down the road. 
So if you've ever followed my time tracking advice, this is a really great time to pull out those time trackers. And I want you to start thinking about what you love about blogging. And if you haven't done the time tracking exercise, maybe just write down off the top of your head the 10 to 20 different things that you do for your blog. Things like developing recipes, taking photos, writing the blog post, sharing it on social media, connecting with your audience, doing keyword research. All of these different parts of running your food blog, I want you to have those ideas in your mind as all of the different facets of running a food blog. Now, which of those parts of running your blog are your favorite parts? And I want you to think about, can you turn some of those favorite pieces into income? Because I can guarantee you, for every blogger that you know who loves writing blog posts, there's another one who doesn't like writing blog posts. There's another one who does like photography and another one who doesn't. And so there are always opportunities to take your favorite parts about blogging and turn them into something that actually generates income for you. I think luckily we have all started to rethink what monetization means for your blog. Most people are no longer thinking of it as just making ad revenue, but you can really start to think of the next year being an opportunity for you to do some freelance work for brands or other bloggers and start to build your income that way by just doing the things that you love to do for your blog already. It's likely that whatever number you wrote down as what you need to contribute to your household income is higher than what you're bringing in right now because we're always looking to grow and so most likely you're thinking this would be an ideal number for me to bring into my family. So think about what would be the easiest way for you to bring in that money. Most likely it's going to point back to the last question I asked, which is what are your favorite tasks to do for your blog already? Could you do those tasks for other bloggers to supplement your income? Maybe you've been waiting on being able to qualify for an ad network so that you could have ad revenue. But in the meantime, you could be splitting your time with creating new content and also doing freelance work for other people. What skills do you have as a food blogger that you could easily turn into a profitable skill to work for someone else through a service? Which activities do you do for your blog that feel the most authentic and the most true to who you are? Again, are those things that you could do for other people in order to supplement your income, to grow your income, and to start reaching those monetary goals that you have to contribute to your family? I know for so long, I used to just think of my blog money as magic money. I just thought it was just an extra bonus and we would spend it on whatever we felt like spending it on. And I never took it seriously as something that needed to contribute to our household. And maybe that's been one of the biggest differences that I've seen in running my blog versus running my design business. My perspective on how it can impact my family has completely changed. And so I share that just for you to start thinking about this as something that you might wanna change this year. Maybe you're totally content with where your blog is in terms of income and you're not necessarily looking to grow that. That is totally fine. You can still think of this in terms of what would be easier. Maybe you are just hustling and hustling to put out more content so that you can have higher rankings on Google so that you can get higher page views. But maybe something else would be so much easier for you to do or you can start to really evaluate the things that you're doing and figure out what you could outsource to make things lighter for you. I truly believe that our work doesn't have to feel heavy. It doesn't have to feel draining. It can light us up. And when we are able to really figure out which parts we love, we can really start to spend our time on those things. And it will just completely change your perspective of the work that you do. So really think about in five years, do you want to be spending your time on your work, on your blog in the same way that you're spending it now? What would you want to change? If you could wave a magic wand and have it be different, what would it be like? Because 
to be honest, you have that power to change those things. You have the power to stop doing the things that you don't want to do and to start really focusing your time on the things that you do want to do. We'll get a little bit more into that in a little bit, but I'm just feeling very passionate about sharing this with you because I've seen this from so many of my clients, so many of my friends. I've seen it myself just getting burnt out in this industry where we're just constantly taught to do more. And so I really just want to encourage you that doing less doesn't have to be a sentence for making less or for not growing your blog it can really be the answer to doing the things that light you up but still making the same impact and the same income that you were before okay so now that we've spent some time reflecting you might be full of new ideas things that you want to change or just feeling a little bit uncertain of your next steps This is the thing that I've always missed doing in the past. So if you've been here before where you have reflected and thought of new ideas, but you haven't actually gotten results from those new ideas, then I really want you to come back to me. If you're doing something else, just tune back in for a little bit so we can talk about setting realistic goals for your blog. So what do I mean by realistic? There are a couple of things that to me really qualify a goal as something that is realistic. So first it needs to be something that you can check off. So is it done or is it not? So often goals are really vague and even sometimes a feeling and you really need it to be something where you can say this is either done or it's not. You want it to be something that is measurable. So there should be some way to quantify whether or not this goal is done, some way to measure its progress or measure its completion. Another thing is that you want it to be a realistic number of goals. Sometimes we go into the year with 25 new goals and things that we want to change and it's just overwhelming. Our brains can't even process that many goals. So you really want to make it something that is small and achievable. You want to make it something that can have a deadline. So I can say I'm going to do this goal by March 1st. And last but probably most important is that you want it to be something that is in your control. So income goals and traffic goals are measurable, but you can't control them. You can't guarantee that by doing certain things, you will increase your income or your traffic goals. However, you can say that you're going to republish two new blog posts per month and republish and revise two old blog posts with the intended result to increase your traffic by 20%. That is something that you can measure, you can check off a list, and you can set a deadline for. Now, ultimately, you cannot control whether or not these posts are going to for sure guarantee increase your traffic by 20%, but you can follow best practices for SEO. You can do your keyword research and pick the best posts that are most likely to do that. But the fact is that you can check off republishing two blog posts per month and publishing two brand new blog posts per month. And you know, because of your experience, because of your research, that these posts will most likely help increase your traffic. So I want you to start by just doing a brain dump of all the goals that you think you might want to achieve this year. And then I want you to prioritize them by starring them or highlighting them, just feeling out which ones are the most impactful for you, which ones feel achievable. If you have a goal on your list to 5x your income, that is probably going to feel super overwhelming. So pick the ones that you feel like, yeah, I could actually do that. I could make that happen. And those are the ones you're going to start with because you're going to build momentum as you work through more and more goals. So once you have your priorities, choose the ones that you're going to work on for the next quarter. So there might be certain goals of yours that are seasonal or you're just feeling super excited and passionate about. And those are the ones that you want to start with first. As you work through this process, you should progressively have a smaller list from the list of year goals to the list of quarterly goals. And then we're going to shift into monthly priorities. So you might pick three goals for the quarter and then pick one that you're going to start with this month. 
And then you can break that down into a specific task list or a process so that you can actually get it done. So again, if you have this goal to republish two new blog posts and publish two brand new blog posts, you can create a task list for each of those blog posts so that you can make sure you actually get it done. You can figure out when you need to get started on reshooting photos or doing keyword research to do that. And you can kind of work backwards from your end result to the very first thing that you need to do in order to get this goal done. And then I want you to also put a reminder in your calendar or project management tool to check in on these goals and see how they're doing. This part is really important because again, we can often get kind of headstrong at the beginning of a year. We can set all of these goals and then by March, we have totally forgotten about what we set our goals to be. And so I would highly encourage you to check in on these either every two weeks, every month, every quarter to really make sure that you are on track reset yourself if you need to, give yourself some grace if you need to, and just get your head on straight to get back on track with the goal that you set. So once you have all of these priorities and goals, you've really started to think ahead for the vision for your blog. I want you to really start making an effort to spend more time on the tasks that are driving you toward your goals. So I wanted to share a story that I read in the book Do Less by Kate Northrup. This is a book that I read over Christmas break and it seriously I think has revolutionized the way that I think about how I spend my time. We will see how this actually plays out as the year progresses, but basically she talks about the Pareto principle, which is essentially that 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. So some examples of this might be that 80% of your income comes from 20% of your services or 80% of your traffic comes from 20% of your blog posts. And so in this example, she talked about creating a list of your most vital tasks within your business. So on a piece of paper on the left-hand side, write down all of the different tasks that you do in your business. We kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. And then on the right-hand side of the paper, write down all of your biggest accomplishments and biggest wins for the year, and then figure out which of the tasks led to that result. So maybe this year you really focused on SEO and that led you to qualifying for Mediavine. That would be one of your most vital tasks because it led to one of your biggest accomplishments. Maybe you secured a year-long brand partnership and that came from networking at a conference or on Instagram. That can show you where you need to spend your time in order to have more of those big results that are ultimately making up the best moments of your business. So I want you to think about what those tasks are, spend some time tracking your time to make sure you are spending the most time on those tasks. Because if you spend more time on those tasks that are producing bigger results, you're going to continue to see bigger results. You should really be evaluating your to-do list on a weekly basis or however often you make a to-do list to make sure that what you are spending your time on is going to move you toward your goals and then eliminating the things that don't move you toward your goals. So if you are really focusing on growing your Facebook page, but your goal is to be a food photographer for other food bloggers, your time might be better spent networking in Facebook groups rather than trying to grow a Facebook page. You really want to work towards spending more of your time on the tasks that are leading you toward your goals. Okay, friends, let's just all take a deep breath. I know that was a lot of information and I would highly recommend going back and listening to this episode. I know there are certain episodes like this that I always have to come back to because there is just a lot to think about. So just to review really quickly, 
step one of this entire process is really to think about where your blog is at right now and where you are going. Think about what kind of opportunities you want your blog to create for you and what your end goal is for your blog. I want you to really think about what does your family need from your blog? What do you need to be taking home from your business? This is really going to shift the perspective from just taking any opportunity to really waiting and taking the best opportunities because you know what your family needs from your blog, from your business. And then you're going to really spend some time setting realistic goals, goals that can be checked off of a list that are measurable and realistic and can have a specific deadline. So again, if your goal is to grow your income or grow your traffic, you're going to need to work backwards to figure out what can you control and what can you do in order to try to make that happen. Because otherwise you might say, I'm going to grow my page views by 20%. But if that doesn't happen, you're going to feel super defeated and basically think what's the point in setting goals. But if you set a goal to publish four new blog posts every month and you get that done, you're most likely going to see the results that you want to see, but it's going to be in a much more measurable way. And last, but probably most importantly, is to spend more time on the tasks that are driving you toward your goals. Really focus on the tasks that are producing results and helping you reach your goals, not the ones that are just busy work, the ones that everyone says you have to do, but aren't really driving you any closer to the business that you want to create. I hope that you guys will spend some time working through this and I would be more than happy to chat with you guys on Instagram about how you can do this. This is something I've been really working on for my business for the last four weeks or so and it's just been a very insightful process to really think through this. And so if you need support, if you need to just chat through this, please send me a message over on Instagram at Grace and Vine. And I would just love to be able to help you with this because I think this is such an eye-opening process and I truly believe it will be the thing that helps you to grow your blog in a way that actually helps you see results, helps you reach your goals and build the business that you are really looking to build. Friends, this was such a fun episode for me to record and I hope that you can hear the passion in my voice as I talk about these things because I just think this is something that is not talked about enough. Maybe it's just me who doesn't think about this type of stuff enough, but I hope it was impactful for you and I would love to hear your thoughts. Please go connect with me over on Instagram at Grace and Vine. As a reminder, you can always share these episodes, share a screenshot and tag me and I will repost it. It really just helps get the word out about this podcast and helps more food bloggers like you to find it and to be building the business that they are wanting to have. I'm just so passionate about you having a business that lights you up, that doesn't drain you, and I know that that is possible for you, friend. So until next week, talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.